Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Putting It Up podcast. My name is Dan Jadget. I'm a co-host here, Sean Lyons. Lyons, say what's up. What's going on, guys? So this podcast is a brand new podcast. This is the first episode we're doing. Uh, it's going to primarily be just sports in general, mainly basketball, some football, throwing a little baseball in there. I'm not sure what hockey is, so we're not really going to touch that. Um, that's really it, man. So I'll just get started with how... You know, my sports background in terms of being a fan. Um, basketball, you know, first love, basically. Um, huge Miami Heat fan. That's that's my team. You know, that's my that's my squad. But big LeBron fan, too. Um, but I'm not one of those LeBron stands that uh, talk crazy all the time. I talk crazy sometime, but not all the time when it comes to LeBron. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, football, I'm a Giants fan. Um... Uh, yeah, not really much to say about that. Lions, go ahead. Tell the people what's going on. All right, what's good, guys? My name is Sean, uh, based out of Merrimack, New Hampshire. You don't know where that is, but it's all right. We live in the Northeast, so and straight up, I'm a Celtics and Patriots fan. Uh, football comes second. We're basketball fans around here. That's the primary goal. We talk basketball, football in there for all you football fans out there. Uh, but we're rocking the Celtics and the Pats. Uh, but here we're talking. We're going to talk about basketball in this episode. Where it goes down the line from that, we'll see. But every New England fan knows what's up when it comes to New England. So all you New England boys, shout out to y'all guys. Let's get it started. For those who don't know, I'm from New England. I currently live in Florida, um, so I don't associate with New England no more, especially with the sports. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to it, man. So let's talk about uh, All Star Weekend. Right now, we're recording this on a Thursday, right? Let's say Thursday. Yeah, All-Star Thursday. Weekend starts tomorrow. Um, what's tomorrow? The Celebrity yeah. Game, right? Yeah, so, nah, tomorrow So tomorrow we got that USA vs. World. We're going to see how that's working out. It's crazy because, I mean, just thinking about it in general, you look at USA vs. World just looking in the past from the early 2000s, you're like, all right, USA's got this, no problem. It's crazy to see the international players stepping it up. They're, we're bringing in players like Giannis, like Luka, like Siakam, and the league really Are they playing? Up. It seems Are Giannis and them playing? Organic. So, yeah, so Luca, well, Giannis isn't playing because he's not a second-year player. When it comes oh, to these right, games, right, it's right. just first- and second-year players. Right, but right, right, right. Luca and Trey are supposed to play in this game, both all-star starters, which is crazy. You know That's I mean? nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, which is exciting to see as a fan. Like, it actually gives you – I mean, if you're somewhat – not to say casual lightly, but if you're somewhat of a casual, then if you see the names Trey Young and Luca, you're going to want to watch the game. Right, for but, sure. But I mean, when it comes to those games, we definitely like to see what it comes, uh, what it comes to to these young guys. We want to see what they can do well on the floor. I mean, we got guys like Brandon Clark, we got Shea Gilders Alexander, we got a bunch of young guys that some. Shea's a dog too, man. Shea's a dog. Shea's a dog, bro. Shea's a dog, I love that. man. Yeah, uh, but when it comes to USA versus World, like, I mean, we're gonna expect World to win this. Honestly, they got more competition really? compared to the USA. I'd say we have more flashiness, but. Just let's take a look at the roster. Do you know? Yeah, I was about to say. Do you know what the roster is? Because I actually don't know about the roster. I know the big highlights. I know Zion's playing for USA. It's, it's Zion and Trey Young. They got Luca. I, I got to see who's international. Right, so I'm assuming. I'm assuming Luca is going to be on there. Um, Which I still think it's crazy that they're. Ben playing Simmons is still a rookie, right? He's from Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben Simmons is still a rookie for sure. He's going to win Rookie of the Year probably. <laughs> He'll always but, be rookie, man. Yeah. So highlights on USA. We got. You know, you're a Heat fan, so we're highlighting Tyler Hero. Unfortunately, he won't he's play. Not, yeah, he's not going to be there, So man. he got replaced by Colin Sexton, uh, who's an interesting piece. But some rising people out of this team, we got Devontae Graham, who might be in that MIP run, John Morant, 
you know, probably rookie of the year coming through on the team. You got Colin Sexton, Zion, Trey Young. So we got some names in there along other people. Uh, so we got some interesting names there for Team USA. When it comes to the world, we got Brandon Clark, Luca, Shea. We got Rui Hashimura. So we got some young names who have had potential coming into the league, uh, who some have done more than others so far to prove themselves, even though they're early into their career. You know, DeAndre Aiden's another one of those guys. Uh, but just looking at Is he World playing? Goes, I heard someone say he's not playing. DeAndre Aiden? Yeah, I don't know if I read that wrong or or what, but I, I swear I, haven't I saw seen something. that. The only the only people I've seen, the only person I've seen so far is Tyler Hero. Uh, yeah. But if he's not playing, either way, I think it should be getting competitive game. I know definitely last year when I was watching the game, uh, especially guys with Jalen Collins Sexton or not Collins Sexton, John Collins down the line, uh, mm-hmm. the game kind of turned just to kind of a lob fest. So it'll be kind of interesting this time around to see. If it would be somewhat more competitive, somewhat more defensive, it'll be an actual game compared to just a highlight fest. I know they're trying to do that with the All-Star game, but with these young guys, I know there's not as many people turning in. It's just those true basketball fans. I want to see that competition from these young guys. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how these guys work together and see what they can do on the floor. But it's been good, though, the last couple years with the whole All-Star team cap. I know you're talking about how people don't really try in the All-Star games anymore. It's gotten better, though, the last couple years, right? Oh, it certainly has. And it'll be kind of interesting uh, transitioning to the All-Star game for this year to see how it plays out with this new format. So just kind of touching on the new format, I know it's kind of it was confusing to me at first. I know it was confusing to a bunch of y'all at first. But if you don't understand it at this point, I'll try and kind of break it down for you guys as simple as I can. So what they're doing this year compared to last year's, I, I know we all witnessed the events of that terrible helicopter accident, rest in peace, of, Everyone involved, especially Mama and the Mama Seats of Rest in Peace, you'll always be with us. And representing that, what we're going to be doing this year in the LSR game is we're taking quarter by quarter to donate to charity, but those quarters will be added up at the end. So whoever wins each quarter, uh, that team's charity, they will be given 100K per quarter, I believe. Um, And leading up into the fourth quarter, they will take the sum of the amount of points that have gotten through those three quarters, and whatever team is winning, they're going to add 24 points to that score. So say the winning team has 102 points. The target score will be 126. So whatever team hits 126 points wins at that point. So it'll be kind of interesting. You want to be able to compete at every quarter. You want to make sure you have an advantage going into the end of the game to make sure you're on top at that point because you only have 24 points after that to make up. It's not a timed event point event which is a really cool way of mixing it up i said let me let me clear something up so let's say for just to say for example i know you picked 102 i'm gonna make it easier for everybody let's take 100 points right so let's say the score is right. 90 to 100 right at the end right. of the third at the end of the third quarter right? right so then the target goal becomes 124 correct right so Absolutely. both teams the one that starts at 100 and the other team that starts at 90 whichever those teams gets to 124 first wins the game Right. Exactly, and that winning team will have the advantage at that point, which gives an incentive to try and try in all of these quarters. It gives somewhat of right. a defensive incentive to kind of bring back those golden days from the early two thousands. That's cool. Uh, but we'll That's see. Cool. We'll see how it goes. I think this year, especially with LeBron and Giannis being those All Star captains and kind of relaying that message of trying to give that effort, I think it'll be a very competitive game. I do, I think we all know that LeBron definitely has the advantage with his team and the way he drafted compared to Giannis and how he drafted. I mean, Giannis does have those sweaty guys with him. He has 
a different lineup, but from a skilled perspective, we all know that LeBron has the advantage there just simply looking from the starting lineup. Go ahead and read off um, their starting lineups. All right, so I'm not going to look this up, so someone correct me if I'm wrong. I know that Team LeBron, it's going to be LeBron, AD, Kawhi, Harden, Luka, and with Giannis, it's Giannis, Embiid, Siakam, Trey Young, and Kemba. So just looking at it from that perspective, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the All-Star game from past years, you can definitely expect the unexpected guys are just going to show up. We'll look at Damian Lillard in the third quarter last year. And Giannis Who is not playing, by the way. Who's yeah, not playing, unfortunately, by the way. Lillard won't be in, but that does mean that we at least get Booker. We all know Booker deserved to be in there. Everybody doesn't know well he, for his team. He's averaging 27 a game, and yeah. he, and the Suns aren't in the playoffs right now, but they're definitely doing better than what they've done in the past. Maybe that has to do with some guys like Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, and DeAndre Ayton finally back in the lineup to get Booker some help, but you can tell that Booker's stepped up in the, from what he's been in the past. For everyone that doesn't know, Dame was actually on Team LeBron. Uh, last night he had a, a groin injury and will not be participating in the All-Star game, being replaced by Devin Booker. He also will not be participating in the three-point competition. Devin Booker will also be replacing him there, too. This will be um, interesting because we got some names in the three-point competition this year. So, I mean, we all know that Booker, Devin Booker has won it in the past, so he should be a favorite. But as in terms of well, the, let's stick, uh, let's stick, let's stick with the right let's now. stick with the um, the All Star game first before we before we get onto that. So I want to read off. I'm going to read off the the whole roster. I'm going to give LeBron's roster. Like you said, you got LeBron, AD, Kawhi, Luca, and Harden. That's the starters. The backups. Uh, you had Dame. Now you have Devin Booker replacing him. Ben right. Simmons, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and DeMontis Sabonis. So that's that's Team LeBron. Team Giannis, you got Giannis, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kemba, and Trey Young as the starters. Backups, you got Chris Middleton. You've got Bam Adebayo, uh, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. So those are the two rosters. I mean, like we said, we don't know how the game's going to go down in terms of the effort given in the first three quarters. But if I had to pick just based off those rosters, I would say uh, Team LeBron definitely has the edge. Yeah, there's no surprise there that Team LeBron would have the advantage. I mean, from any basketball fan, you look at those names, you look at what those guys can possibly do together. You understand how the league's at this point. It's not necessarily in terms of flashy, even though that's what we all want to see in the All-Star game. Down the line, it will come down the shooting. I mean, it will be a shootout. Guys are going to try and get the threes off and try and make a statement in this game. And just from that basic standpoint, Braun's got the better shooters. He's got better playmakers. He's got Ben Simmons, LeBron on him. He's got Harden. He's got Luka. He's got guys that can make plays as in terms of the starters and the bench. From Team Giannis, you don't really have those playmakers like you had in the past. So it might turn into a every man for himself type of situation. I would say that Team Giannis does have the better defense, and they have more length and height down the line. So if they try and attack in the rim at that point, Team Giannis can definitely have a standpoint against the starters of Team LeBron. But overall, you can see that Team LeBron will work better together. So you officially picking Team LeBron? Team LeBron, LeBron? Yeah, I will give a I will give an official prediction of Team LeBron. I'll go 154 to 138. Dang. But 
Aren't they playing to one twenty? Okay, I, I I get it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I will also take Team LeBron. I'll do a little closer. I'm gonna say it'll be one fifty one to one forty three. That's my prediction. You have an I MVP. So. I mean, all of us in the all of us watching the game, we want a close game. We want competitive games, and that is the goal of the NBA. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how they do it this year. I mean, we won't have the twenty four every year. You know, again, rest in peace, Kobe, and everyone affected, but. It is kind of interesting how they switch it up this year. And they did this in terms of trying to make the game more interesting for fans. They see their ratings drop and they try to want to bring attention back, especially during an event like All-Star Weekend. It is one of their highlighted events. So it'll be kind of interesting to see if this does make their gameplay more kind of aggressive. They want to try more on defense. They want to try more on offense. And we'll see if that continues throughout the game instead of just maybe necessarily the fourth quarter like last year. Do you have a uh, an MVP prediction? So you got Team LeBron winning. You got an MVP on there? Oh, the All-Star game? Yeah, you got an All-Star game MVP? Just a uh, prediction? I, I, see, normally, so before this happened, I was going to say that Dame was going to try again yeah. like he was last year and win that first team. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron's having a lot of fun in L.A. I think he's going to try and make a lot of highlights, whether that be through alley-oops or passes because you know he's got both in the bag. I think LeBron's going to do his thing, especially with all the talent he has out there. And I think, so you're taking, the you're taking LeBron. The clutch, I you will take, take LeBron, taking LeBron to win uh, the All Star MVP. I'm going to go. Now, let me for, take the, let me, let me, let me put this again. I'm a Celtics fan first. So I don't want you to come at me with, like, oh, you're a LeBron stand. Like, I'm a Celtics fan. I'm supposed to hate LeBron. Like, I, I just see what he has with him. I see what he right. can do with the people around him. And I don't see any reason why he can't bring that thing home. Yeah, me being a LeBron guy, I should be saying Bron's going to win, but I'm actually not going to say Bron's going to win. I'm actually going to say AD's going to take home the All-Star Game MVP. That is true. I think it was in 2017 he won it. He dropped yeah, a he, career high in the All-Star Game. I think it was either 51 or 52. 51, I think, a couple of years ago he dropped. In the, yeah. he, I think he right now still has the All-Star Game record, if I'm not mistaken. But He does. He I does got, still. I got AD taking home All-Star Game MVP. They're playing in Chicago. AD's from Chicago. He'll show up. You know how it is. You know how it is when guys go home. He's got to show up for the hometown. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, he'll show up. All right, let's get to the next or one of the other events on the All-Star game. I know we skipped around and went right to the All-Star game. Uh, so Saturday night, you've got – what do you got on Saturday night? you got um, the Skills Challenge, right? we got the Skills Challenge, we got the three-point, and we got the dunk contest. So we'll talk about the Skills Challenge first. Sorry. Let everybody know who's participating in the Skills Challenge. Right. I'll let them know. I just want to put it out there right now. You know, bye fan out here i think tatum is going to defend his title and bring it home uh, well, let everybody just, know who's going to be in it first i honestly don't know who's going to be in it i'll be 100 honest with you. i have no idea who's in it i know bam's in it my guy bam out of bio everybody doesn't know who bam yeah, so is. we got bam out of bio uh patrick beverly dinwiddie shay chris middleton d rose was supposed to be in it unfortunately he backed out um, but we got, besides that, we got Sabonis, Siakam, and Tatum. So when it comes to a final matchup, I think I'm going to give it to Shea versus Tatum. Uh, I mean, it all depends on how it's set up, obviously. But I, I do like those two guys in this. Shea's having an amazing year. He's a great playmaker, and he obviously can get his own shot. I mean, the skill challenge, it's kind of, don't worry too much about the, what the guy does in the court in terms of stats. It's, can he dribble through some cones? Can he pass it through a ring and then drive a, or a layup and then take a three? I mean, Shea and Tatum are both guys that can do those things, make a pass and go down and make the three so everyone can win. 
I think some of those younger guys, though, definitely have that ambition to go out and get this right. trophy that might not mean as much to other people. Right. I got my two finals. I have Shea as well. And I got my guy Bam. You know what I'm saying? Bam's going to do his thing. Um, I but do will think... he knock down the but will he knock down the three? Right, that's right, that's right, that's why I'm going with actually, I'm going with Shea to win the whole thing. Those are my two finals. I like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Shea to win it. That's my pick to win it this year. So you got Shea, I got Tatum. It's those competition. I like it. All right, so what's next? We got three so, point yeah, competition we'll now, right? With that. It's a little intro. Yeah, we got the uh, three point competition. A little intro to All Star Weekend. We somewhat care about that, but we'll move on to the three point. I know Ooh, we have a lot there. of fun during that. I got my boy in there, too. Well, let me know who's in the three-point contest, though. For sure. So our participants for this year, we got Davis Bertans, who's doing great things for the Wizards. Personally, as a Celtics fan, we would have loved to get him here. but we just That guy's been killing it this year, on. man. He's been killing it this year. Yeah, so I thought he was going to get moved at the trade deadline. but Me, too. But Washington, I guess they didn't get a good enough offer. I mean, the guy's shooting 45 or something percent from three. He's doing his thing out there, and he does have that Hall of Fame limitless, so... He's he tall. He's thing. tall, right? How tall is he? He's about six nine, maybe. So he's a he's a he's a good wing player. He certainly is. We got him. We got what was going to be Damian Lillard, like you were saying earlier, but Booker replaced him in the three point contest as well. Previous three point contest champion, right there. We got Devontae Graham, Joe Harris, another previous three point competition champion. We got Buddy Hilde. We got Zach Levine. We got your boy Duncan Robinson in there. That's my He's guy. Who's from New Hampshire, by the way. If everybody didn't know, actually, I did Duncan not. Robinson even as a New Hampshire guy, from I did not know that. New Hampshire. I you know think he's from. I think he's from Londonderry. If I'm not, or, no Exeter. Sorry, he's from Exeter. He's from Exeter. Exeter, right? New Hampshire. Duncan Robinson. And he's D3, been himself on this heat. This, yeah, he's a D three. He's a D three player who uh, who's now in the starting lineup. So, who do you got winning the three point contest? So, as the finals matchup, there's three people in the finals rounds in the three-point competition. I'm going to go with Duncan Robinson. I'm going to go with Devin Booker. And I'm going to go with Trey Young. And I, I'm going to go with Devin Booker to bring it back. I got Devin Booker winning this again. Yeah, Barely I, beating out Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I got something similar. I got Duncan, obviously. I've got Devin Booker. Right. And then I also have um, Buddy Heald. So I have Duncan Robinson winning the three-point contest. You think it's just going to show out and splash out, or are we going to see a close competition here? Come on, man. Miami's representing All-Star Weekend this year. In Windy City, Chicago. Cold as hell, man. But uh, Miami's going to show out. You know, we got the two two All-Star game players. got Jimmy and Bam. Bam in the skills challenge. Duncan Robinson in the three-point challenge. Um, I got Duncan Robinson bringing that thing home. My only thing with Duncan Robinson is I think he'll – I mean, he – when the first 15 shots come out, he'll probably maybe hit 11 of those things. But will he have what it takes down the line to finish out those last racks? 1,000. You ain't watching no heat games, man. I'm telling you. That boy's cold. I'm telling you, man. I always, you don't want to hear I always it. Got it He's got the range, but when it comes to grabbing it off the rack and shooting it in that timed event, some people haven't been there before, and it, it adds an element of pressure to him. No, nah, that's true. Uh, the, so a bit a reason that I actually like him in this, believe it or not, is you mentioned him grabbing it off the rack, having to do that motion. Where some some guys are just catch and shoot. He does a lot right. of catch and shoot stuff in the game, but Bam is at this point the Heat's, I guess number one or two playmaker. 
when it comes to bringing the ball up the court. So a lot of times what they what they do is they do this little thing where it's like a dribble handoff. So that's how right. Duncan gets a lot of his three. So he'll come off come off a pin down from from Bam and almost pick it up as if he's picking it up off a rack from the side of his body so, to the so front. Much similar to that 15-16 season when Draymond went hand off the step from the top of key. Similar, similar, yeah, similar. But that's that. So that's how he gets. I would say half of his three three ball looks. You know what I mean. So that's why I think right. that motion. He's already used to that. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's somewhat of a different place to like grab the ball from but he is used to that motion of grabbing it and then going up to shoot so no, that, that's what he that. does when bam bam sets them pin down and he comes around and picks it up where he grabs it is he grabs it right where the rack would be grabs it centers his body and lets that thing fly so that's why i think um this shouldn't be too too difficult for him to be honest with you fair enough that is why I have Robinson in the top three, but I see Robinson more as an ambition case, where I see Book as more as a redemption case. And no, I, I feel you. like Booker deserves to be there, and he's going to take that kind of the heart. I mean, Duncan's going to be aggressive because he's a young guy who wants to win this. He is ambitious, but I do think that redemption takes place over that ambition. No, yeah, I'm not mad at that pick. I think that's cool. So we'll definitely see what happens on that. That should be interesting. And that will lead us right into the dunk competition, which. This year, we all know we wanted to see. We all know we want to see that Gordon versus Levine. Man, let me really, tell you something. I'm really upset. I'm really, really upset about that. Me too. I'm I know really, Levine was really talking about, about before the picks that he would not do the dunk contest unless he was named to the All Star team, which unfortunately he was snubbed in his mind. Yeah, I mean, there were some guys from the East that were snubbed, in my opinion. We can talk about that in a bit. So who's but, in the, who's in the dunk contest? So in the dunk contest, I believe I got to take a look at this just to make sure. I think I know it's, it's Dwight, Aaron Gordon, Derek Jones Jr., Dwight, and Pat Connington. I believe those are the four. Now I have to be honest with you here. I got to come honest. I know about Pat Connington, but I don't know what he can bring. I don't know what packages he's gotten him. I know he's got a bit of a vertical, but I've been sleeping on him, so I don't really know if he's really got any tricks in the bag. You know what I mean? I know he's got a vertical, but I don't really know if he can. Do anything. Nah, let's, let me let me let me tell you something. I'm fast asleep on all these guys except Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, it's because you're a Heat fan. I not no. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm fast asleep. Pat Connaughton again. I don't think he's played more than 20 minutes. This I, whole don't, season. I, I, could, I don't. I don't. I don't really be watching Derek Jones Jr. here though because you know he's been in the dunk contest before and he didn't show out. You, you, could, you didn't. You didn't make it past the first round. But you could say the same thing about Aaron Gordon. After that one, the year after he went in and missed two of his dunks. And Dwight's 100 years old, so I don't really see him doing anything too crazy. Exactly. So I guess Pat Content's the X Factor here. It depends what you can bring in the bag. You know, if he wants to kind of risk it early and go for a crazy dunk, he might make it to the second round. Who's your pick, though? Who's your pick to win it all? To win the dunk contest? Oh, I got got Aaron Gorin. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, I know past the 2016, he did have that kind of embarrassing redemption round. But I think he's going to have kind of – uh, a moment where he thinks, all right, you know what? I should have won this in 2016. I, I got to go and fool myself out there. I've been on the Magic. We haven't done anything. I haven't proven myself in any way in my career. Let me go out and win this and at least kind of get the ball rolling. Let me do something freaky for the crowd. And yeah, Chicago I mean, will be a decent environment. There will be a bunch of crazy fans out there. I'll be in an insane environment. I think that will bring Gordon out and we'll elevate to go and win the thing. Yeah, if he wants to get his, his career moving, he's going to get the hell out of Orlando. Tell you that franchise oh, not going sure. anywhere. I get out of there. That's number one. 
But no, I got Derek Johnson Jr., man. That man is, they call him airplane mode down here. He is literally airplane mode. He flies, man. That he man gets high, but what flies. can he do on his dunks, though? That's the thing. That's man, the thing. Just, just seeing like that's that's why Dwight won that one back in the day. The Superman dunk, he just got super high in the air. He didn't even dunk it; he threw the ball through. But he was just a hundred feet in the air. That's why he won it. So I think, do you Derek think his Jones name did the same had anything thing. to do with it, though. Huh? Do you think his name had to do anything with it? Who's though? that, Dwight? Because Dwight back in the day on the Magic, I mean, he was known as a high flyer. He was known as a dunker. So he's, I think, you get a couple of. Sympathy votes in there in a sense. But what's Derrick Jones known yeah, for? Yeah, Superman dunks. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's Derrick Jones known yeah, yeah. for then? He's a high flyer. I right, mean, that's what he's known for too. It's the Dwight won back in the day for, but I think that's a different standard now. I guess, I man. We had it. we had that one good dunk contest, and outside of that, I haven't seen dunk, good dunk contest in some years. Maybe since the Dwight one. I don't know. It's been since Vince Carter. We had that 2016 dunk contest. I mean. No, we had a couple, we had a couple good ones. Dwight did his thing. Um, Gerald Green was in it a couple times. Oh, Gerald Green did his thing. Gerald Green has some of the best. He blew the cupcake. He blew out the cupcake. Absolutely. Yeah. I got it. It's crazy. I have a picture of him blowing out that con- of that uh, cupcake. I got his autograph on that. Oh, he signed it? With the, wrong, with the wrong lettering on the name, so it's kind of funny. I got that hanging in the room with the longer lettering on the name, but That's yeah, that funny. guy used to be nasty. So you got Aaron yeah, Gordon. So we'll say, you got Aaron Gordon. I got Aaron Gordon. You got Derrick Jones Jr. on yours. I would love to see Jared Jones Jr. win this because he, I definitely say that he's the most explosive out of all these guys, but mm. we'll have to see what he brings from his back. Yeah, that's true. So, so far in the skills contest, you have Jason Tatum. I have Shea Gilders-Alexander. In the three-point contest, you have Devin Booker. I have Duncan right. Robinson. Of course. And dunk contest, you've got Aaron Gordon. I've got Derek Jones Jr. Right, and that should make for a fun Saturday night. I mean, hopefully... I'm not sure we'll definitely get a better dunk contest than last year, but well, yeah. it should make for a fun Saturday night. We should have a good time. Yeah, and then we touched on the All Star, uh, the actual game already. Right. Uh, I we, think I said one forty third, one fifty four to one thirty eight. Braun, you said like one fifty one to one forty three. Braun, yeah, I got a closer game. I still yeah, got Team Braun winning. Make though. for an interesting All Star weekend. We should see a lot of fun highlights in there. We should all have a good time as NBA fans, not kind of try to bias of any other teams. We should just enjoy good basketball. We're going to have a lot of fun with it and enjoy the second half of the season. But speaking of the season, we got to talk about how things are going right now. So, wait, hold on. we got to talk. We got to touch on the All-Star. I mean, not the All-Star. The, um, the trade deadline. Right. So yeah, we before got, we get into the second half of the season, we'll talk about the trade deadline, obviously. Because now all, all those the, deals are final. All the, all the, Russell uh, went. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, all those deals are now final. All the. Right. Um, so, I got the first deal that I'm going to bring up right here. I got a list right here. Um, I think you already mentioned it. The D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins. Basically. That's basically right. the sort of the trade. Um what do you what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Alright, so my thoughts on that. I mean Wiggins personally was having the best year he's had out of any year. But in terms of chemistry, that team was never gonna work out. You can see they were never going anywhere. They had to make a move. They had to see if they could change things up. That's what good GMs do. And we all know as NBA fans that D'Lo, Book, and Cat are very good friends. So if you'll be able to bring in one of those two for Cat to be able to play alongside with him, then maybe that will work out down the line. The first game D'Lo and Cat played together, they got the dub. I know last night or the other night they took a loss, but I think 
when it comes to the Timberwolves, they got two good pieces in them, but they really don't have a supporting cast around them, unfortunately. They got two good pieces, but they're going to have to either figure some stuff out in the draft or sign some people in free agency to keep keep them. You think going. you think they can get Devin Booker realistically though? Cuz how long has Devin Booker got? Did he just sign a deal? He signed a deal. I think it was it was either last year or 2 years ago. Cuz that that's at this point that's their like main five thing. For 180. And yeah, he's going to be locked in Phoenix until I think 2022 or 23. So it's going to be a while, but even then I mean, I know players. Where, you'll have where your, you have your big go? three, but you have no defense on the team, unfortunately. Right. I mean, they're in the West. I'm not. A, I don't, you know this, but nobody else knows this. I'm not the biggest cat guy in the world. I think that man is. He's cool, but I'm not a big cat guy. I'm not a big cat believer. Unfortunately, that's just how the league is nowadays. I mean, he would have been great. He's a very versatile guy. He's a great big man. Nothing to do away with cat. He's a great player. Mm. He's just not. You can't win with Cat as your best player on the team, especially as a big in the way he plays. Yeah, I agree. I always, I always center, and that's not going to lead the wins. Yeah, I always do this thing where I look at it and it's like, all right, can this guy be the best player on a championship team? And I don't think D'Lo or Cat fit that mold. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, like, absolutely. I, not, I think, no, yeah, no. I think you got to be, you got to have one at least one of those guys. And this at this time in the league, you probably need two of those guys. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think they have either. I don't think they have one. So And it's kinda crazy because you think like, all right, so they're trying to say that uh people are trying to jump on each other's teams and make the best teams, which has been a trend, you know. We have the Heat back in the day, we have the Celtics before that, we have the Warriors after that. But I think it's just kind of more a testament as to how much talent is coming to the league more than anything nowadays. Because you look at all these teams, almost all of these teams have a star player on their team, if not two. And we're just kind of getting to a point in the NBA where a bunch of people can score. It's it, Can they work together? And maybe it comes down to the coach and how they coach their teams and how they run their systems. Because we have a lot of talented players in the league, and youth and youth and experience is obviously always going to be a, a differential element in the league. But it kind of comes down to how you're going to spread that outside and inside shooting and be able to work as a team. And I see... More than anything, you've got to have an absolute superstar on your team and the support piece next to it, along with outside shooting supporting pieces next to it, the win nowadays. Yeah. I mean, so long story short, neither of us, I mean, for me at least, this trade's cool. It keeps Cat happy, happier than he was. But they was losing, what, 15 in a row or something like that? They lost. They, they haven't won a game since November. Right. With Cat. <laughs> That's crazy. Which is crazy. That's crazy. So... Um, yeah, so long story short, they made Cat a little happier. I don't think the trade does anything. On the other side, though, uh, the Warriors did get Andrew Wiggins. They also did get a first-round pick. They got a top three they, they did get a first-round pick, yeah. which will definitely be helpful down the line because, I mean, you see how the Timberwolves are doing right now. It's a top three protected pick, so if it is one through three, the Timberwolves will get the, tri- get the pick back. Which that's all going to depend on the lottery because right now they're not a bottom three team. So Warriors could probably get that. And I'm not a college guy, so we'll get back to you when it comes to that time when the draft, when it comes down to maybe who they might pick down the line. So who do you? So but, what do you? So what do you think about the Andrew Wiggins to Golden State thing? Like, what are your thoughts on that? The Wiggins what? Sorry. The Wiggins to Golden State thing. Like, what do you think about that? Like, what? What do you? So here's think? what I think about Wiggins to Golden State. I think that when healthy. He won't be as big of a player as he was in Wiggins, but he'll be more, or as he was in Minnesota, but he'll be more of an impact player, kind of like how Barnes was in the 15 and 16. Harrison Barnes, right? 
He'll be kind of a backdoor cutting guy. He'll be a guy that the defense is paying as much attention to, and he'll be that role where I say maybe Clay and Steph can't get it going that night. You can rely the Wiggins not to be an ISO player, but to be in that system and be able to make the most out of that system. And I think he can fit that system really well, especially if he can work on his defense. That's been one of the things since he's gotten into the league is he's had the body to be a good defender, but he's never really put in the effort. Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, and them bring out that effort. Listen, that guy's been in the league. He's supposed to be the next LeBron. He's supposed to be this, that, and the third. He is garbage. Let me tell you, he is garbage. But, like you said, going to Golden State, going to the – sometimes a player just needs a change of scenery. So, you take a guy that was in Minnesota – I mean, I wouldn't be happy to be in Minnesota. Minnesota cold as hell too, right? So now you're in the Bay. You're in the Bay Area. You got right. Steph, Clay. You got Steve Kerr. You got Draymond. I think that's the change of scenery for a guy like him who has – I think he still has the talent. He just – like if you look at it every year, you think, all right, now he's, this is the year he'll improve. This is the year he'll take that next step. He literally hasn't taken a step. He had one good year, and ever since then he's been the same player every single year. And doesn't play defense either. Besides this year, he has taken somewhat of a step this year. I mean, more toward the beginning of the year than right now. He's taken another step down in the last two months since then. But, I mean, especially when it comes to Golden State and where he'll fit in that team, he's not going to have the stats that he had in Minnesota. He won't improve as an individual player. But I think but that's he'll fine, have though. more team success and he'll have more of a success in his career with this team than he would have in Minnesota. I mean, obviously, you got Stephen Clay on that thing. But another thing, too, exactly. I like I just like the fit better uh, for him than they had with D'Lo. Him, you could just kind of right. take him in. and Like you said, he's like Harrison Barnes. You plug him into that same role. Golden State going to be kind of scary next year, man. Think about it. They'll have their own probably top five pick because they're, they're garbage right now. They'll have this yeah, Minnesota exactly. pick this year. Then they'll have healthy Steph, healthy Clay, healthy Dre, and Wiggins. That seems going to be kind of scary next year, man. Yeah, that's a team for sure. And kind of going back, I just want to kind of go back to that D'Lo thing when you're talking about his role on the team. When they initially traded for D'Lo, do you think they ever had keeping on the team or was it more trade bait for him? No, 1,000. It was trade bait. Because, but here's the thing. Golden State's one of those franchises that is just a smart franchise. They knew they were losing KD, right? At that point, they came right. to a point where they knew KD was gone. So they decided, all right, let's be, um, let's not accept that he's gone. Let's accept, let's, I'm sorry, let's accept that he's gone and let's make the most of this. I take it back to when LeBron left Miami, right? right. My, I wish Miami would have done more of this. And I think this is kind of the mold that Golden State went after. So when LeBron left Miami, Miami was just kind of just, just hoping for him to come back. And when he left, they kind of, I don't want to say just push the reset button or kind of just gave up, but they had, this is going way back to 2014, but they had three players on the roster before LeBron left. LeBron left, then they had to just put together scraps, right? Going back, I just want to kind of go back to that D'Lo thing when you're talking about his role on the team. When they initially traded for D'Lo, do you think they ever had keeping on the team or was it more trade bait for him? No, 1,000, it was trade bait. Because, but here's the thing. Golden State's one of those franchises that is just a smart franchise. They knew they were losing KD, right? At that point, they came right. to a point where they knew KD was gone. So they decided, all right, let's be, um, let's not accept that he's gone. Let's accept, let's, I'm sorry, let's accept that he's gone and let's make the most of this. I take it back to when LeBron left Miami, right? right. My, I wish Miami would have done more of this. And I think this is kind of the mold that Golden State went after. So when LeBron left Miami, Miami was just kind of just, just hoping for him to come back. And when he left, they kind of, 
I don't want to say just push the reset button or kind of just gave up, but they had, this is going way back to 2014, but they had three players on the roster before LeBron left. LeBron left, then they had to just put together scraps, right? And unfortunately, they took the wrong step of faith in Hassan at that time. Yeah, we're not going to talk so about that. Hassan is obviously having a career year in Portland. He's doing his thing over no, there. We, we, no, forget Hassan. Uh, Hassan, I hate Hassan. Get him out of here. I don't want to hear about Hassan. But listen, back to the Golden State thing. I think yeah. that um, they realized that, all right, KD's going to leave. Let's do a sign and trade. Let's get D'Lo. Right, because they knew KD was going there, Kyrie was going to follow him. Right, so D'Lo, D'Lo was yeah. up, out out somewhere. Right, so Golden State, being the smart franchise they are, was like, all right, let's take this. We're probably not going to win a championship this year anyway. We know we know Clay's out, so let's just take this asset and be able to move it when the time comes. You know what I mean? Let's see what let's see what we got. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it works, great. If exactly. it doesn't, we move them. It's just having an asset. Yeah, it's just a good move as a GM. You acquire any good piece you can, and then if there's a chance to flip the asset, you do it. Right, so that's what, that's what I think they did there. All right, moving on to the next uh, trade. Um, we're only going to talk, we're not gonna talk all the trades, talk about a couple more. Uh, Miami getting Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill in exchange for so just, Justice Winslow, James Johnson, and Deion Waiters. Right, so just coming straight off the bat, I mean, rest in peace to the GOAT, Deion Waiters. You know, he does things in Miami. Uh, I'm, say, I'm very sad. I'm very, very sad. Dion is not in Miami anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like he, he didn't have. He, he was too immature at this point in his career to fit in with that team. He, James Johnson I too. Guess he both of them. a different environment. Both of them got paid. Let me let, let me break this one down because this, this come from Miami. Right. right. Let me break right. this one down. So those two got paid after the whole Chris Bosh blood clot thing. He had to retire. Wade left, and Miami was just. They went on this run a couple years ago where they finished the season 30 and 11, right? So the two big pieces of that were three really was Hassan, was Dion, it was James Johnson. So the one bad move Pat Riley did was he gave all those guys big contracts, right? He gave them all big contracts. Now those contracts are over, but the thing with some of these players is when they get that bag, they're done. You know what I'm saying? Like they get the bag and that's right. it. Dion is one of those guys. James Johnson is one of those guys. Hassan was one of those guys. Yeah, there's guys just like that. You get the bag and they don't care yeah. anymore. Wiggins. Yes. Um, so with this one, um, Justice Winslow, I love Justice, but um, he wasn't playing. He played 11 games this season. Okay. He was supposed to be, before the rise of Kendrick Nunn and Jimmy Butler coming in, he was supposed to be the next guy i guess him and bam right i mean you guys you you guys turned a pretty decent trade with boston actually to try and trade up for well actually it wasn't you guys but it was charlotte at the time we were trying to trade up trade up for that ninth pick uh back in that 2015 i think draft uh to try and get justice winslow and charlotte wouldn't have it so it yeah. skipped past that pick and then miami ended up getting i mean them. it's probably a good thing justice uh, winslow doesn't play i mean he just like the thing about justice to me is like he's cool right he flourished a little bit in the point guard role, but he doesn't have, and I don't want to say this because I'm obviously not a basketball player, but he doesn't have the skill set to do anything, really. Like, he's got the, um, he can run an offense from a point guard standpoint. Um, yeah, just as he can run an offense, but he can't shoot. He can't really get past, past defenders. He can't really do too much outside of, 
play make and play defense, which you need in the league today. Which you already have that in your team. Yeah. You have what you need in that, so there's no role for Justice to fill that. Right. So back to the trade. Um, I am ecstatic about this trade. I am very happy. Um, so Andre came over and he signed a two-year, thirty million dollar deal with a player. A t- sorry, a team option in year two. Now year some two. Some people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, and some people look at that. All right, you're getting a very old Iggy for two years. What's the big deal? Like that's a decent contract for Iggy. As we know, the 2021 free agency will be very. That's what I was just about to get we'll to. Have so, Giannis, well, we'll have Victor. We'll have all these guys. You know, Miami, Boston, New York, L.A. We all love these rumors of big names going to their franchise, but Miami is a very realistic opportunity for guys, especially like Giannis and Joel Embiid. All right, so let me let me get to that real quick. So, um, they get rid of Justice's third year. Right, they bring in two expirings in Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder, and right. again they have a team option for Iggy in that same year. So twenty twenty one, Miami, with Jimmy Butler, with Robinson, with Bam, with Drogage, with Kendrick Nunn, with all the pieces they have right now, they have seventy million dollars in cap space in twenty twenty one, which again, like you were mentioning, is the big free agent class you got. Uh, Giannis, LeBron could be a free agent that year. I think, uh, Kawhi, I think Kawhi and PG both yep. have their contracts up at that point. Yep. Well. Kawhi and PG have player options. They're up. So that year is going to be a big free agent class. Obviously, from what I'm hearing, you know what I'm saying? These are my sources are telling me. League sources tell Dan Jadget that Miami, their number one priority is Giannis. That is their number one priority. They're hoping that the next two years go by, including this season, meaning this season we're in right now. And next season, they don't want it to go too well for Milwaukee. Maybe a early exit in the playoffs. Maybe not reaching the unfortunately, finals. Unfortunately, I think we can both agree that Milwaukee is making the finals this year. Relax. Anyway, so okay. maybe they miss the finals. Maybe, you know, whatever's going to happen, they are hoping that Giannis is not happy come next summer and they can try to lure him to South Beach like they did with LeBron and CB. So... Another big three in Miami's coming. I'm telling you all that now. It's going to be Giannis, Jimmy, and Bam. Because Bam's going to be another stud at that point, too. So, I mean, anyway. Bam's already an all-star right now. That's what I'm saying. So, and some people might be upset about that. Some people would be like, all right, why is Bradley Beal not an all-star over Bam out of bio? He was a Heat fan. Let me know why. Uh, I mean, Bam is that guy, dude. Bam is that guy. He's seven feet tall. He can run the offense. Miami really doesn't have a point guard right now so 50 percent of the game he's the one taking the ball up the court making the plays he's versatile he's got he can get past almost any center he plays against and he's bigger than did most power forwards he, he plays Gobert against the other night he just bodied gobert in the paint like it was nothing and that's supposed to be y'all defensive player of the year well gobert is another one of those guys that i am not a fan of i think he's i'm not gonna go there but he's i don't i don't, I don't like gobert let me put it that way i don't like gobert so um yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Bam, Bam bodied him, Bam put him in a body bag. So, so yeah, you got Bam. You're gonna have Jimmy, and you're probably gonna, you know, make a run at Giannis or Kawhi or one of those guys. But keep an eye out, man. Things are happening down here. Things are happening down here. And so just that, for some of y'all, because I'm not a Miami fan, I'm a Boston fan. I'm supposed to hate Miami because of LeBron years. But if you think about it, Miami is 
a big market. They are a team with obviously a tropical paradise is their environment around them. I mean, there's no reason no one wouldn't want to play in Miami. And it all kind of, I'd say, somewhat dwindles down to how they do in the playoffs in the next few years. I mean, you got a great thing going on for you guys right now. Eventually, you're gonna figure out how you want to, who you want to pay. But obviously, let, let's not even talk about B because I think B is somewhat out of the picture. Yeah, we'll I don't. I, don't I think Yon, everybody, let's keep everybody, it to be honest. Yeah. Giannis right now is the top three player in the NBA, and you can't change my mind. And he's so young at this point, and he has got. A top five defense in the league. He's got a top five offense in the league. If you have Jimmy or Bam playmaking and you have him as your primary scorer driving in the lane, especially with all the shooters around you, that is what you want to build as a culture. Yeah. All right. We got two more trades I want to talk about. Um, the rest of them are you know, not really too important. The next one I want to get to is I want to get to the uh, Cavaliers trading for Andre Drummond, and it looks like they gave up a bag of chips, a piece of gum, and a Diet Coke, and they got... You uh, forgot about the paper towel roll. My bad. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Cavs receive we Andre Drummond. Talk too much about this. We don't got to talk too much about this. Andre's going to pick up his player option at 20... I think it was either... It's somewhere between 28 and 30 million. Yeah, he's going to pick up his options. The Cavs are going to continue to be garbage next year as well, and then Andre's going to be a free agent. I mean, I don't really know what either team was thinking on that trade. I know Andre wanted to get the hell out of there. The Pistons didn't really want him, and they wanted to get whatever they could for him. But I. But did you it's think? Did you think this happens? But I think it's a lose lose trade. <laughs> That's fine. Do you think? Did you think the trade market was that low for Andre though? Simply because of his contract, I think he's a good player. I mean, you want a guy who can get those boards, who can get those points, who can have that interior scoring and presence. But his he does have that player option, and his play isn't worth that twenty eight mil a year. And he will pick up his player option next year because he knows he's not worth that much. So I don't think any team wanted to take on that money, especially no contender could trade for him without matching that contract in the form where they wouldn't want to trade that pick, like or trade that value. Like say we'll say the Clippers, the Bucks, the. Lakers, anyone like that. They couldn't match his contract without giving up someone like that's not a superstar. So he had no place to be traded to where he'd actually add to that team, adding a championship with his presence. So he didn't really have the market for him in that sense. So Cleveland, I guess, kind of took a chance on him. But I actually thought that he would have wound up on the. I mean, maybe not he would have wound up on there, but I thought he would have been a good fit for the Clippers. Like, that's. I really thought he would have been a. Like a nice add to the Clippers because I think he would have been a great fit for the Clippers, but I'm pretty sure the thing is, I don't think they would have been able to match the contracts with him. No, I know, I know that's what, without I know giving the, up that depth. Yeah, I know that's that's the main reason he didn't go a lot of places. There's a lot of places he could have gone, but because of that, like you said. But if uh, my dream scenario, if I was the Clippers or if I'm him, would be to 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 pair those two together because the Clippers, their biggest thing right now is length. You know, when it really comes to Anthony Davis playing the Lakers in the, in the playoffs. But speaking of the Clippers, we got one more trade to talk about, and it's with the Clippers. Uh, Clippers acquire Marcus Morris. Uh, the whole trade is Clippers acquire Marcus Morris, Isaiah Thomas. The Knicks get uh, Harkless, 2020 first-round pick. The Wizards get Jerome Robinson. Now, Isaiah Thomas will not be on the Clippers. They have already waived right. him. He's still, he's still a free agent at this point yeah. in time. So the main, the main piece of this trade is Clippers get Marcus Morris. What are your thoughts? So as a previous uh, – as a Southern fan, as a guy who's had Marcus Morris on his team the last two years, 
he is a guy who can come in and make some shots and can shot create. But I don't think, personally, he's right for this team. I think they have enough guys who can make their own shots, and I think Morris has some type of ego where he feels like he's got to be that guy to make the shots and might take some shots away from the team. It all depends on how well he can accept his role in that team. Because you got off the bench guys like Lou Will, you got Montrose Harrell, you got Magruder, you got all these guys that are coming in. It'll probably be a nine-man rotation by the end, so it'll just be these three and, and Morris. But you got guys who can create their own shot. It's just Morris needs to realize when his shot is actually there. He knows as a player that he can make any shot he takes, but he needs to know when it's time to take those shots. I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to him. So my take on this trade, I, I sort of agree with you. So my initial reaction when the trade happened, my initial thought process was, damn, the Clippers just won the championship. And the reason I thought that was because, one, you add one more three-point shooting. and t- One more three-point shooter in today's league, you can't have a, you can't have too much three-point shooting. And you got another body to throw at LeBron in the playoffs. Because think about it. You go you match up with the Lakers. You got Kawhi, PG, and now Marcus Morris throw at LeBron. You know what right. I'm saying? But – then I looked at it on the other end, and I was listening to another podcast, actually, and I heard that somebody mentioned that um, Marcus Morris, and I didn't really think too much about this, because, again, I don't, really watch, I don't really watch too much Marcus Morris games, but you being a Celtics fan, you probably understand this. He's a ball stopper, right? So He like, does stop the ball. I'll give him right? that. So the Clippers have a couple ball stoppers. They've got Kawhi, who's kind of a ball stopper, when he wants to be. Paul George, the same thing. Lou Will, the same thing. Now, they, they work together already, um, but a big part of their offense is swing, swing, swing. And from what I heard, Marcus, Morkett, Marcus Morris does a lot of swing, swing, and catch, and that's it. And he just shoots. That so, is a big effect. I'm thinking more of his defense than the offense when I saw that trade. But, yeah, I mean, I was talking about him shooting too much in the isolation situation, but when they do have the ball movement, ball movement going, that's when he is the most effective. Because if – you go swing, 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 and he's in the corner, and he has no space, and he shoots that three. I'd say like fifty to sixty percent of the time that shot's going in. No, like he true. is a good shooter in those situations. But I'm just thinking, like, come come the playoff time, it's a close game, you got the ball, you're probably gonna try to get it in the hands of Kawhi or Lou Will. But exactly. if you have more, if you have Kawhi, Lou Will, or PG. And Morris will still have the sense that he needs to take that shot. So right, it all depends yeah. on how well they'll be able to mesh together. Yeah, that's true. All right, Which so is where, I guess, in, in a sense, just to bring up the last point, in a sense, to bring it up against maybe a team like Milwaukee, they have a bunch of guys that know they can take the last shot. But as a guy like Budenholzer is coaching that team, he's aware that everyone needs to know their role, and he lets them know those roles. And because of that, because of his coaching ability and everyone being able to adapt to the system, they're able to close out games much more effectively. That's why I like Milwaukee, man. Everybody knows, everybody knows their their what they got to do. I, I just I just for some reason I don't know why I don't know if this is just me being hopeful as a Heat fan, but I just I know they look like they're head and shoulders above everybody in the East right now. But something tells me some I don't know what it is. Something's telling me they're not making the finals. I don't know what I mean, it there's is. A, it's the NBA. Anything can happen. I think, I mean, there's some situations like, yeah, it's very unlikely, but the Celtics, the Raptors, the Heat, the Sixers, and the Pacers. Yeah, Any those of those teams the... could bring down the Bucks in theory. It all just comes down to performance. Yeah, no, I agree. And three-point shooting. 
Exactly. I mean, that that's the main thing. I just think Giannis, we kind of saw last year what happened um, when they played Toronto. Toronto built this wall. You know what I mean? They had to get to Giannis to get through Kawhi. Then he gets to Kawhi. And personally, I think that's a credit to Nick Nurse. 100, no, 100%. I actually have one question for you, Lions. As a Celtics fan, I'm, I don't get off topic here. You brought up Nick Nurse. Um, nah, go I, ahead. I saw this tweet the other day, and I want to get your opinion on it. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. Um, I just want everyone to know you're a Celtics fan. I am a Celtics fan. Um, Proudly. But I know you're a logical Celtics fan, unlike a lot of people. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, as a, I'm going to put this out there right now, first episode. As a Celtics fan, most Celtics fans are only Celtics fans. Some of the most toxic people in the league. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm they just don't know what's going on in the NBA, and they think that their players on the team are the best at every position. I, this is just how it is. I love it. Episode one last and I, I, Let me put that ones. out for you right now. For those of you that heard, oh, I'm a Celtics fan, like, oh, you're not going to take my opinion seriously. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, I'm not mad at you thinking that. I, I know how we are as a people. Like, it, it just is what we is. We expect greatness, and some people take that extremely to heart. I love it. Episode one on Lions is already calling out Celtics fans. All right, this is probably the last topic for this pod. Uh, I just want to close it out with this one question, and this is for you and for you only. I'm not even going to answer this one. So there's right. a picture here of four head coaches. Okay. Yeah. There's Budenholzer, coach of the Bucks. Right. There is Nick Nurse, coach of the Raptors, who we just talked about briefly. There's Eric Spolstra, who, you know what I'm saying, is a heat coach. You know what I mean? And then there's Brad Stevens. So there's four coaches there. Like I said, Budenholzer, Brad Stevens, Nick Nurse, and Eric Spolstra. And the question is, one got to go. So, Lions, tell me, out of those four coaches, and be honest here, which coach got to go? Celtics fans, I don't want you to come on me. I don't like Brad, not as much as I used to, but I do like Brad. Okay, you just said you don't like Brad, and you said you do like Brad. So which one is it? However, Brad's got to go. Let's just look at how he sets up his game. All right. So defensive strategy, he's got his plan. He switches everything. In an ideal situation, if you have the players to fit that system, that system will be the best system in the NBA. However, you're not going to have all those players on your team no matter what. I'm sorry. The system's not going to work out. This isn't college. We're not playing at Butler. Spo, he's able to make work with what he's got on his team. He's been able to do that for the past 15 years. Nick Nurse, they were just on a 15-game winning streak. Unfortunately, they just lost against the Brooklyn Nets, but they're just fresh off a championship, and he knows what he's doing with this team. And Mike keep in mind, he's a, he, they're the second seed right now after losing Kawhi. They're the second seed in the East, and they've been killing it all year. And okay. especially as a Celtics fan, we need a top two seed because the top six teams in the East have a fair chance at making the finals. Then you have the Magic and the Nets. We'll have a greater chance against those two teams against anyone else easily. But the Raptors are in that spot right now, and Nick Nurse is a huge credit to that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Fred Van Fleet, Siakam, you got Norman Powell. You got a bunch of guys on that team doing their thing. It's not a discredit to them, but Nick Nurse is the guy that's holding that glue together, especially him with Kyle Lowry. He's been the guy. I know a bunch of people give Kyle Lowry a bunch of shit. Me, me included. I'm people. not a Kyle Lowry fan. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't put up the stats that people don't want to put up, but like, he does hold that team together. He's a leader for that team. He, he He's not the most skilled guy on that court, but he's a leader. 
Just FYI for every, everybody listening, I am a hater. You will hear me hating on a lot of people. Most people are. Yeah, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm a hater. I, I'm, somewhat, I'm somewhat neutral on Kyle Lowry. He, he, I kind of like him. I kind of don't. Just so is. you'll hear me hating but on I a lot think, of people. I, I spoke on Spo. I spoke on Brad. I spoke on Nick Nurse. And then Mike Boonholzer. I mean, even when he was on the Hawks, the Hawks were making the playoffs every year. Once they were, they were a 61 team, weren't they? setting up an amazing system for Giannis. He set amazing guys up with him where they can space the floor for him. They can get threes off him driving. Even Giannis is developing up a three. He knows exactly what players he has with him and knows how to develop a system perfectly for that team. Let's look at them right now. They have the best record in the NBA. That's not necessarily, oh, they have Giannis on their team and they have another all-star with them. Budenholzer is a huge part to that. All right, so, so they I'm have gonna... three very good coaches with that. And then, unfortunately, they have Brad. I mean, I know our situation right now. We're third in the East. We're having a very good team, uh, very good season. And we have very good moments where Brad looks like a genius, which he can be a genius at that point. But I think when it comes to Brad, he tries to generalize things too much, and it just doesn't work for our team. I don't think he looks at what we have on our roster and tries to adapt for that. I think he tries to put a system in place and then take the players and try and force them into that system. I think that's the problem with them. All right, Lance, I'm going to ask you one last time. There's four coaches here. Brad Stevens is gone. Mike Budenholzer, Eric Spolstra, Brad Brad Stevens, and Nick Nurse. Which of those four coaches has to go? Brad Stevens is gone. I'm sorry. I'm a Celtics fan. I know you're you're not a true Celtics fan. You're calling up. Brad Stevens is gone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. All right. Seen, it's it's somewhat close between him and I'd say Nick Nurse, be, just because I think that Toronto in general just has a good thing going on. But Brad Stevens is gone for me. All right, so that's it. Brad Stevens is gone. So that's going to end this episode, episode one of this podcast. You can expect to get a podcast from us uh, probably once a week. I would say once every, probably every Friday or Saturday night. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. You'll get get a pod from us. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.